We're looking for two oil boys who can grease us up before each competition. You do the thing you're scared shitless of, and you get the courage after you do it. That's the way it works. That's the dumbass way to work. It should be the other way around. You'll have to excuse my friend. The town is back that way. You should make a radical change in your lifestyle. I mean, the core of man's spirit comes from new experiences. That's the way it works. Don't worry, we'll catch our break too. Just gotta keep our eyes open. Hello, and uh, welcome to episode 42 of the Looks Like We're Lost podcast. I am not Dustin Rudazel. I am Tommy Cooksey, one half of the Lost Boys. And joining me is my co-host, who also just completed 36 trips around the sun. It's Dustin Rudazel. Mm. Old balls. <laughs> just gray, gray beards. That's all we are now, gray beards. Yeah, there's all sorts of aspects of my personality that are just dying off completely unneeded whatsoever mm -hmm. yeah and i'm okay with it i i think when i was younger getting old depressed me yeah i would look at somebody who was 36 when i was say i don't know senior in high school and life just looked not inspiring yeah it was just so regular and now that I'm 36, like life is unique. It is completely mine and I absolutely love it. And I actually think I'm getting better at appreciating the days as I get older. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, when that average age of death for the American male, 76 years old, mm -hmm. give or take a decimal point. There you go. Hopefully when that comes here, like those, like 70 to 76 is just going to be every day's a banger. Like I've really figured out what I like by then. <laughs> Nothing but the hits. You know, I wonder if it feels like maybe, maybe like our parents' generation is the first to really care about this. Like our grandparents were just like, they were like, they're, we're going to get old and you know, whatever. Does it, do you feel like, like our, starting with our parents and then, down to us and then and so on and so forth like once you start creeping up on that 68 to 72 range you're like could be any time now <laughs> could be any time now oh yeah yeah the, it's always struck me as weird that old people seem to be at peace with it almost every day is a blessing <laughs> it's, like, it's like yes it is quite literally you know the only thing that would really make me upset about the unavoidable fact that I'm slowly inching towards oblivion yeah. is if in our lifetime they solved the whole like aging thing all together. Yeah. And then you just had the option, like, you know, it'd be like taking out a mortgage on your own life. It's like, oh gosh, three grand a month if I want to keep living. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I want to stop the aging process. It, well, it depends on if they can reverse it. Because if you're at like a point where you're just like crapping all over yourself, you're probably going to be like, I don't know that I'm going to spend three grand a month to just keep this. Yeah. Not worth it. Yeah. Spend three grand a month on depends. But that would 
that situation would make me feel real weird about the idea of dying. Yeah. I kind of like that it's just a certainty. You know, I can be I can be really okay with it. But if it was actually an option, like, hey, you play this right, you look both ways before going into the street, you can you can just keep on going. Just stretch this out. Yeah, that would I you know, I really uh, that would get kind of depressing actually. I actually really hope that uh, that I do live beyond the the average age of 76.3. And for every day after that, if someone says, "Hey, how you doing?" "Hey, playing with borrowed time." <laughs> <laughs> Better than average. Playing with house money. Yeah, I've I you know, I just do the math based upon my kids really. You know, they graduate high school when I'm 54. They'll be Winnie will be out. And then, uh, you know, I should be pretty good. I make it to 76, then I'll see them to be, I'll see Winnie to be 40. Hopefully there's been some time with the grandkids in there. And then, like, now you're, now you're getting antsy. Like, can I see a great grandkid <laughs> get in the mix? Yeah. How long can I ride this out? Oh, yeah. And I would have thought that that wouldn't be something I cared about until Walter and Winnie showed up. And now it's like, man, that would be sweet. How many generations can I see? Yeah. Yeah. Be awesome. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm going to like, I'm going to like push them into some like weird, I, I got to find it. Maybe it's like the Mennonite religion or something like where you're getting married in your teens. It's like, we need to, we, let, let's accelerate this. Yeah. Speed things up. But yeah, man, I, I like getting older. It's been good. I am less restless. I am more focused. And uh, little things don't... Like, I feel like I can solve my life now. Whereas when I was in my 20s, I felt like I was just rolling the dice. Like, hoping something broke my oh, way. Yeah, man. Yep, every week, every weekend, every business trip was just a roll of the dice. Yeah. So, it it does you're right, it does feel like the um you you start to crave normalcy. Like you just we stay so busy. It's like, you know, the sigh of relief when someone, you know, I, I say it, you say it, everyone says it. It's like you get a weekend where there's no plans, you're like just going to take it easy this weekend. Yeah. You know, and uh you know, like Sunday, we uh, we'd just been running crazy between you know work trips and you know different kids activities and all this different stuff. We were like, you know what, we're not going to go to church this morning on Sunday. We're just going to go outside. I'm going to start blowing the leaves at like 8:30 a.m. and the kids are just going to play in the leaves. And they got a solid three hours, just simple old fashioned like blowing leaves in their face going down the slide into the leaves like it was and they loved it playing in a trash can <laughs> like it was yep. perfect life slowed down a little bit and it was nice yeah i think if if 23 year old me had to hear 36 year old me describe his version of a perfect day which oh, yeah. is something which is something like uh getting up writing for a couple hours going for a decent run uh, maybe taking the kids down to Pullen Park in the afternoon. A nice meal in there. Yep. A couple free hours to sit with like a hot cup of something 
and a mm-hmm. book I'm really into. And, uh, you know, putting the kids down, hanging out with Katie. Maybe, maybe like sex before 9 p.m. And, and asleep. Yeah. yeah. It's like that, that probably sounds pretty routine or mundane. I don't know. Oh, but, yeah. Like that checks all the boxes. I'm totally fulfilled. I've been intellectually challenged, physically challenged. Uh, I've, I've gotten a, deep relational connection i've spent time with my kids you know and i i spent a little time unplugged from it all in an imagine imagined world somewhere and it's just it like what else do you want really yeah. i mean it's true it's true man i mean and you know it's funny like on the weekends annie and i will really stretch ourselves and stay up to like 10 or 10 30 <laughs> you know mm. We're on a binge of something or watching a movie. And it's like, ah, man, we really, we're really burning the midnight oil tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting crazy. Like, when we do a date night, we're out by 630. Like, we go out by 630 because we know when we want to be home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn into a pumpkin at nine. Yep. Let me, uh, speaking of being crazy, let me throw you a little bit off topic here. Yeah. I know we had a little talk about this condiment bracket mm-hmm. on the last mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think I had my first McDonald's burger with mayo on it. We were, we were on the road. I had the Quarter Pounder Supreme. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah, I went for it. Real, real quick. <laughs> go ahead, I was going to say, real quick sidebar. For like, I would say the better part of a decade for lunch every single day my dad would eat the quarter pounder with cheese and french fry meal like without without exaggeration like the same sandwich the same time every day like i don't know anyways they didn't have the quarter Quarter pounder addiction it's addiction yeah so quarter pounder supreme i never i didn't know they put mayo on their on their burgers but i mean i'm in yeah tell me more well, it's a quarter pounder, but it has tomatoes, bacon, and mayonnaise on it. Oh, blasphemy. <laughs> and, you know, the tomatoes and the pickles and the bacon, none of that was anything to write home about. And yet, the burger was still pretty damn good. In a pinch, McDonald's gets the job done, man. <laughs> <laughs> the mayo really kicked it off. I still wish I would have just gotten, like, three double cheeseburgers. I mean, yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah, you know. it's it's the bread to burger to cheese ratio that really gets you there. There's something about the 36 of it all that made me feel like piecing together off of the everyday value menu. Mm-hmm. Not a grown up move. It's not. It's not. Like, let me get the McChicken, the double cheeseburger, the value fry, and the value shake, please. Uh, two apple pies while you're at it for one dollar. <laughs> Like, no, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm a big dog. I'm going to order the fish filet meal and I'm going to get a chicken sandwich because that's how I roll. That's my side. So anyway, uh, that's, that's all a precursor to the living dangerously idea I'm about to bring up to you. Where do you stand on energy drinks? I don't drink them often. Mm. I would say... 
you know, I try to cut off my caffeine before noon, probably before like 1030 or so. Wow. If I'm on a road trip, like we just, me and a, uh, my colleague just had to drive to Greenville, South Carolina, have customer meeting all day and drive back. So it was nine hours on the road in one day. And on the way back, like a sugar-free Red Bull. I just needed, it wasn't even for the caffeine. It was more just the something to drink that had a little bit of caffeine. They didn't drink the whole thing. Uh, you know, if I'm doing it for like in the evening, if I'm at a wedding or, you know, we're, we're going to have dinner, we're going to go out on the town. Like, man, I could see it like a sugar-free Red Bull. But the energy drink culture. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like the Kyle's, like have a monster bite a parrot's head off kind of thing. Yeah. It, I feel like even though like, you know, like Quint's a big energy drink guy. He likes, I think he likes monster energy drinks. I mean, monsters, monsters, the monster. It's, it's the big dog here. But I feel like when you're drinking it or when you're holding a can, it just, I can't help but make judgments about your personality. <laughs> it it <laughs> It is vape adjacent. It's vape adjacent. It's like you definitely like you like insane clown posse and motocross. Like that's kind of yeah. your it's a go to weekend for you. But they, yeah. they certainly can't be healthy. I mean, I remember the, the five hour energy craze. And mm -hmm. I distinctly remember like, you know, doing the math in my head, like, you know, we'd be out drinking and whatever. Start to feel a little tired. And I'm like, is it nine o'clock? 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. Bar closes at 2. I need the energy till 2. I'm drinking it at 9 o'clock. But I also very distinctly remember that when it was, speaking of turning into a pumpkin, like right at that five-hour mark, I would just get really grumpy. And like just just really it was unexplainable. Just grumpy. Couldn't be, couldn't, couldn't be turned back around. Um, so I don't know. I think I'm I think I'm out on energy drinks unless I need them in a pinch. Mm. What about you? Where do you stand? Well, I've recently one? gotten into them. <laughs> okay. All right, Kyle. Well, you, you, you a big Gravedigger fan? <laughs> I'm not really sure what sparked this. And maybe it's the fact I did used to love Sparks. Sparks. <laughs> For those that don't know what Sparks are, they were the precursor to Four Locos. Yeah, uh, which, tasted, like know, could, tasted like a sweet tart. It tasted like a sweet tart. I could get into a four loco too, which is just ridiculous sounding now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I started enjoying energy drinks. When do you and drink them, or do you drink them in place of something? I actually kind of like them. Let's say I I usually work out somewhere between eleven and one. Mm -hmm. And I usually like having an energy drink after the workout, maybe like an hour later, like a two-ish. Okay. Three-ish. Interesting. And I feel like that really, and it's all in my head at this point. Like I didn't have one today, totally fine. Right? Yeah. But I really feel like it carries me through the day. Yeah. I mean, it might... I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's like a little bump. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh yeah. So. What uh interesting. It doesn't affect your sleep at all. No, I mean I I sleep like a stone. It I could probably drink one directly before bed. You're one of those fast metabolizers. I guess. 
the uh, the thing that kind of got me thinking about it. Well, one, I was talking to my cousin about it, and he's he is an energy drink aficionado, and he was giving me like the whole rundown, telling me why Zoa was was a terrible energy drink, and it's just great marketing. Uh, it's probably terrible, but it's great. I mean, it's the rock, yeah. so. But like he's done it all. He he gave me the full rundown, and so I was just thinking about. It. I was like. I don't know that I'm ready to be like an energy drink guy. Yeah. And yet, I was looking at myself this weekend and some things are happening. Part of it, it's like the running, you know, I've, my hat had a flat bill. My sunglasses had a reflective colored mm -hmm. lens. And I've seen <laughs> and, the jacket. Tell the people about the jacket. It looks good. Yeah. The jacket, it's like neon and reflective and like, there's something about me that is is trying to be extreme and disciplined at the same time. And I'm it's, not, it, it's like when I'm I really fighting. got in it's it's really like when I really got into like uh raw denim, like the most uncomfortable oh, yeah. jeans you can buy. I at the same time I was really into like whiskey. Like it's like they just go hand in hand. Nice. I, was into, I was into like growing up my beard and oiling my beard and all of the things that come with that. Your beard looks fantastic, by the way. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you. You yeah. know what? Uh, have you watched Dune yet? I have not watched Dune. I have I, you watched I'm considering scenes, it. Have you watched scenes from a marriage on HBO Max? No. Ooh. So scenes Oscar Isaac. Okay. Jessica Chastain. Um, dude, that's pretty awesome. Six episode miniseries, maybe five. Um, Interesting. Is it? It is some heavy emotional ground. Just two people trying to make it work, going through, and it like jumps from years in the marriage, like each episode. And so Oof. you're just getting like a snippet that encapsulates, you know, it's like the inflection points, really. I'm, I'm looking, I pulled it up right is. here. I'm feeling the, the pit in my stomach right now just thinking about it. I bring it up to say both of those things because they both star Oscar Isaac. And if you look at Oscar Isaac Dune, you will see a luscious beard. I mean, it is full and perfectly groomed. I mean, That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah you're you're seeing that, right? I'm seeing it. Yeah. I it's love that like my beard just... reminded you of that. I mean, I'm really actually flattered. It's like he's just been soaking it in oils for weeks before the shooting. I'm looking at it. The only thing I'm missing, he's got a great, the, the hardest part is he's got a great mustache coverage. Yeah. Upper lip. Yeah. He's got, he's got great upper lip coverage. Yeah. It's really, it's like a caterpillar crawling across his face. Well, you're, you know, ethnically, you probably don't have like the, the lineage, you know, he's coming from, he's coming from a Jewish people that needed the beard. You're coming yeah. from a Hawaiian people where it's, it's pure artifice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the, uh, yeah. Like, you you were living in paradise. What? Who needs a beard? What is this, Castaway? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All that. Okay. I feel like I just took a little jab there on what was meant to be a compliment. I feel like you've got the potential. That beard well, thank you. Yeah, thank looks you. great. It's very Thanks, full. Man. The white is coming with a very nice pepper. <laughs> it really is. It actually, when I go to when I go to trim it, it actually hurts 
because the the uh, the gray hair is like thicker and more coarse, and it just the the buzzer just grabs it and it's like nah, mine. But well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. I yeah, did want so. I wanted to ask you. So your your you said your cousin is a is a um an energy drink aficionado. Mm-hmm. Did he give you like a stack ranking or is it, or is it kind of like, well, if you're going for this, you want this type. And if you're going for this feeling, like if you want to rage all night, you want a full sugar Red Bull. And if you're just trying to like get up for a run, give me a little, uh, ranking. yeah, a little bit of that. So monster ultra, which is your, you know, your zero sugar option. Mm-hmm. Apparently it has the best flavors, gives you good energy. Um, if you need the 300 milligrams of caffeine, yeah, you can reach for a bang or a rain, and they have a diverse set of flavors. Most of them are all pretty good. Um, Flavor-wise, I believe Monster still does the best job. No reason to really entertain the Red Bulls and the rock stars of the world other than the fact that they're ubiquitous. Okay. Um, you know, my my the, problem with what I like about Red Bulls, not to interrupt, but I like that it's just can. a small can. Yeah. I don't, I don't need the world to know that I bought a Monster Ultra. See, I, I want more time in consumption. Well, I, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. Three hundred milligrams of caffeine. That's like yeah. three full cups of strong coffee. Oh yeah. No, and I'm I'm not afraid to reach for a bang or a rain. No, you're not. I'll do it. But anyways, yeah, he like gave the breakdown and like when they're best and yada yada. But mostly, you know, it sounds like monsters the ticket. Seems um, like it. Interesting. But he's also uh an in place of coffee guy, so three hundred um, milligrams in the morning. Yeah. Okay. So you have coffee in the morning and an energy drink. I'm a coffee in the morning guy, and then I probably have three, maybe three or four days a week. I'll I'll snag an energy drink in there too. But I say all this to say because I I feel like I'm in an identity <laughs> crisis here, and accidentally one is bubbling up, you know. And you normally identify this by like the clothes you wear, the things mm-hmm. you consume, and I'm becoming like this fringe sports guy okay you know? like a lot of crossfit people fall into this category oh yeah yeah uh and i i think i'm kind of edging into it so i don't know just something to watch the energy drink is the thing that is probably the most <laughs> i don't know that jacket was a pretty uh but it, let me ask you i mean yeah. it looks great how does it feel feels fantastic yeah so we went fishing over the weekend. Saw we're that. Out, we're we're out you, down uh, Hilton Head, so we're on the the in the Sound, mm-hmm. um, and it was chilly. It's about fifty in the morning, mm-hmm. and so you're out on the water, and it's even chillier. Oh yeah. And so I had a sweatshirt on and shorts, and I just put the jacket on. The wind did not phase me. No, the What's wind was running in another direction. And yeah. the uh, the little hood perfectly fitted to my head, so oh, it's like yeah, a, yeah, a little skull cap on there. So worth it's, it because it's a performance, yeah, piece of apparel. 
It's meant for a man who's ready to perform. (laughs) Like that's what it's for. Yeah, it's not. They're not cutting this blousy size hood that could fit all heads. It's Mm -hmm. like it's got to be snug on an athlete's head. Sure. So, uh, you know, the reflectors were nice, particularly when we went walking around Halloween and it was starting to get around dusk. Mm-hmm. That was easy to spot. Yes, you were. Like. Um, but all in all, was it was it an overspend? Yeah, you know. Undeniable. Undeniable overspend. That's, a, that's okay. You know, actually, recently, um, my my wife pointed out that I had a maybe overinvested in denim shirts about four years ago. I could have told you that without ever being inside your closet. Well, you know, I mean, there's definitely quite a few. And she says denim can still be in, but it's certain types of denim. And the ones that I have are not, for the most part. Nice. So she, and then I looked at my nice closet. Nice to the heart. Oh, you know, I, I was a little bit butthurt for a second. And then I went to go get dressed for something like dinner or something. And I was like, she's so right. <laughs> she's so right. And uh, I went to go put on another shirt and I'm like, I'm really ill prepared. It's like buffalo plaid and and uh, denim. So it's like I need to get some some shirts. So d- jumped on bonobos oh. and grabbed a couple shirts today. Really just treating See, myself this week. That's pretty down the middle. I appreciate that. I was gonna ask what kind of identities are left for a 36 year old man. You can yeah. go like golf polos, your favorite sports team apparel. Yep. Um. And like I said, I'm settling into like middle-aged fringe athlete. Like I'm, I'm everything is starting to become performance apparel. Like oh yeah, dry fit. athleisure. Yeah, exactly. Standing it's, up on standing up on work calls. Like oh man, I just have to fix these Lulu, uh, these Lulu stretch pants. Uh, the ABC yeah. commissioners letting letting people know that I've spent way too much money. On what is basically just loungewear. Hey, look, man, we live in it now. Yeah, you know, and that that was my thing is I'm like, I've pretty much settled into like the blue and the white, you know, Oxford button down. When I'm mm-hmm. putting on a collar, if it's for like a business, I'm good with that. But if I'm going to be on work meetings, especially since my, my office is above the cold garage in, in the wintertime, it's like, you know, just some light plaid. That's all I need. Do you see any future iterations of Tommy Cooksey out there? Like Bruce Springsteen started off as a Jersey rocker, but if you see him today, he's basically gone like the Clint Eastwood route. He's he's like out there on the plains, denim denim jacket with the fringe, beat up old cowboy hat, acting like he's some sort of ranch hand, which he probably is. Yeah. Is there is there like a next level for you? Like I always kind of wanted to be. <laughs> I'm, a, I was always a in cowboy. This, I was always in this weird like I'm in this like weird in between. So like when I was really into like the raw denim and like the, um, I don't know what you'd call that. Like all the stores I bought from were like oak and hammer, claw and cloak and dagger. Like all these like aggressive hipster names. The problem was is I was also really into CrossFit at the time, like really into it. And like my butt and my thighs were just too big to fit in the right size of denim. So I was buying like 33 waist and they were, I was having to like fasten them with a belt. So if I ever, 
if I ever really get into running culture and I slim down, maybe I'll get back into raw denim. But I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've said on the fact that I like jeans with a little bit of stretch. Yep. Uh, I'm a, I love t-shirts. I'm a t-shirt guy. Always will be. I can definitely see. I can definitely see why, like, you know, my dad had, my dad was a big fan of like, you know, goofy graphic t-shirts, which probably shouldn't surprise you. Yep. And uh, he had one with, it was like Kermit's face, Kermit the frog. And in his, he was wearing sunglasses, like red sunglasses, and it had Miss Piggy running in like a swimsuit, and it said Babe Watch, like that was the shirt, yes. and he wore he wore it weekly, and I'm like, I can definitely see myself. I, I love shirts like that. I don't know why, and I can't help it. But yeah, as long as I don't tuck them into my shorts and my jeans, I think I'll be all right. Yeah, I think uh, I think the only other. I could really get down, particularly if I ever get to a point where I just made like a load of money in my life, mm-hmm. looking like a guy who's just always done a bunch of yard work. Oh, yeah. Like going out places where you should be dressed a little nicer, but it's like, oh, this guy just came from raking his yard. Yeah. Yeah. I like that sort of so would, would that I don't be, care uh, about juxtaposition. Anything. Yeah. 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 You know, the the thing I don't want to do is become like, <laughs> it's funny that all these potentialities have to do with being rich, but the, <laughs> the guy you see out of vacation who just wears like a lot of Panama Jack. Yep. Doesn't care. You know? No. It's like the huge blousy t-shirts that are buttoned up, kind of like bowling shirts. Yeah. It's like that guy looks wear. comfortable. Why is he wearing yeah, like Charlie Sheen and two and a half men? Yeah. You know. All right. Do we have anything actually important to talk about or should we just do the segments? I think we're I just really felt like yeah. I just need to like stretch the vocal cords a little. Yeah. Let's let's go into the session, then we'll wrap up. I still see the light on behind you, so you might catch uh yeah, poor bed. So the we're not really strangers, question of the week. What do I need help with currently? Who can help me? How can I help myself? Give me the lead off. Yeah. Read, read, read it back for the people in the back seats. The back seats. What yep. do I need help with currently? Who can help me? How can I help myself? Fire away. I am really glad you sent me this question earlier today because I would have had nothing. Here is something that has been um, dancing around uh, within me for for quite some time, especially once we had kids is. um, And maybe this is I don't know if it's something like specific I need help with, but it's definitely something that I'm struggling with or, or trying to figure out that. My kids lives will be vastly different than my childhood. And it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just, a, it's just what it is. Like I didn't grow up in a city. I grew up in a town and I grew up on like 160 acres of farmland. And in my town, you go to the same elementary school as everybody. You go to the same middle school and high school. It's a small town. We were 40 minutes, 40 to 60 minutes from DC, hour and a half from Baltimore, but we couldn't be any, any more rural. 
and the way things work for our kids in a city is just so different. It's just very different. Like, you know, we had one little league. You played little league baseball. There was one. There's like eight little leagues to choose from here. And it's like, which one's the right one? Which one's the good one? Which one has, you know, and so, so there's that aspect of it, of like, you know, our kids going to school, where, how, when, what, magnet schools, et cetera, et cetera. There's also the aspect of, you know, we didn't, it's not like we didn't do anything, but, you know, my dad was a laborer. My mom stayed home and my dad owned his own company and he worked a ton. And even on the weekends, he still always washed the cars. He always mowed the lawn. He blew the, he blew the leaves. Like, like it was like he was always tinkering and working. And based on our lives and our schedules, that's just not really that possible for me. Two hours every other weekend, I can get the leaves done, stuff like that. But I can't, there's not enough time to wash and wax the cars and stuff like that. So all that to say, I'm clinging on to some version of what I thought adulthood would be based on what I saw, but also needing to realize that it's okay to, you know, pay somebody to wash our wax, our cars, because I just don't have the time to do it. I don't have four hours, six hours on a weekend to do that. And so it's sort of like, I guess what I need help with is I need to detach from this imagined world and reattach to the reality and be okay. Letting go of some of the things that I thought I would do or have or need to do, right? If that makes any sense. Who can help me with it? Annie's, I mean, the obvious answer is is my wife. Like she does a really good job of checking me when I'm like, well, I could do this, this, and this. And she's like, that's just not reality. It's not our life. And I think what I need to do for myself is I really, really need to get back into journaling. I think if I can just write this stuff out, I, re- I could realize in a lot of cases, I can almost uh, logic my way into thinking, well, that just doesn't make any sense. Why would I be so attached to that thing? Is it that important that I cut my own grass? Is it really that important? Right? So anyway, I think that's something that's just been dancing around in my head for, a, for the last, especially two or three years as we start to make school decisions for the kids and they're in activities. So our, we don't have much leisure time. Right? So anyway. Man. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course. That is uh, so close to home for me. Is it? Oh, yeah. There's just... I'll, I'll say mine, and I think you'll see pretty obviously how it connects. Um, the thing I need help with is tanking. Mm. And what I mean by that is... Similar to how a basketball team looks at the roster and is like, this isn't going to get it done <laughs> long term. They're going to play the games. They'll win some, they'll lose some, they'll sell some tickets, and they'll be an NBA team, right? But everybody knows like, they need to suck for a little while in order to be better. Yeah. And so when I look at the the makeup of my life, not to be like cross sport on this, but it's it's like you've got a rotation of pitchers. 
And, you know, only one takes the mound at a time. There's work, there's running, there's writing. And for different reasons, certain guys get more burn. It's like, well, this guy's my best pitcher, but he can really only bring it for like an inning or two. Yeah. Or this guy's got the most talent, but like I put him out there, he's just too erratic. He has, he doesn't have the experience. We need to get him some time in the minors. Like all this baseball talk, but it's really just about like how do I get the best rotation out there for the games I have to play? And there's some things I have done, right? Like you don't want certain things in the rotation, right? Like drinking a lot, like going out for beers. That should not be a heavy innings guy. Right. Yeah. You know? Like even regular closer too much. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every night he shuts it down. He's the guy and that like, throws sidearm to lefties that bat above 200. Like that's the only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah people get excited to see him. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you know, once in a blue moon, it's a specialist. Yeah. The, and so there's certain things that I've put into my life, right? Like running's a good example. Running has taken up an inordinate amount of time now, but based upon the options available to me this season, I needed an innings eater. Yeah. Like who's the guy who can come in and he's not destructive. Like people aren't going to tee off on him. You know, he's not going to walk everybody. Like he's just going to be solid. Mm -hmm. And so like Tim Wakefield, come on in. There man. he is. Yeah. Right. You know? So it's just like, I've, I've built in a lot of adequate things and I'm doing pretty good. But there is, I, I really think like for my own long-term success, and as we've talked about before, it's peace of mind. It's what I deem successful. Mm -hmm. I need to accept like being worse for a while. Mm. And that means like maybe like physically I'm in a little bit worse shape. Maybe professionally I don't excel as much. You know, like all those things can be a little bit worse because we need to get the we need to get the young talent more time on the mound. I see what you're saying. You know, like being being the dad I want to be, being the writer I want to be, like those things don't they don't wow anybody right now. But like the long-term success of this organization is dependent on them developing mm -hmm. correctly. So, you know, there's some things who can help me with this. You know, look, this is part of the process. I talking to you about it, talking to Katie about it, like getting getting the getting the stakeholders the are Will the season ticket holders revolt? Yeah. Like, how are my friends going to feel about this? You know, will, uh, does, does the ownership sign off? Is Katie on board? Right. right? Like, yeah. You know, so I gotta, I gotta make sure that like, I've, I've talked about it. I've vetted it. And for the most part, like I, you know, this isn't, I'm not talking about doing something crazy with my life. Like, right. You know, I have support, 
the the thing I need to do for myself, and I haven't done this since when he's been born. I probably should have done it sooner. I need to take a few days. And it's similar to what you were saying about all these like complications with the kids. I need to take a few days and do some serious like structural planning. Mm-hmm. How do I get this done? Where can I get these? Where can I get the time? And like ultimately when you decide to tank, that's what you're doing. You're going to sacrifice some success from things that are currently making you feel good, whether that's watching TV at night, spending extra time on work to like please those people who think something of me there. Like, where do I sacrifice the wins in order to give myself the time so that I can be long term successful? Yeah. And I can't do that until I've taken like, bigger chunks to commit myself so that I know it's not like, Oh, well I'll just take every Tuesday night, you know, or, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, because I don't think I've got the, I don't think I got the sand to just grind out a repetitive day or night without like having an idea of the end progress, you know? Mm. Um, and that's really, to me, the benefit of like structure and a plan is knowing that if I, if I hit these checkpoints, it's getting there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, it's giving myself like piecemeal, like little drops of gratification of peace of mind along the way to what hopefully is your life structure is peace of mind because everybody you bring to the mound is a great player. I just an adequate one, a great one. Well, first off, thank you for sharing. Yep. Cause I, cause I couldn't feel that more. Um, you know, and I, and part of it is personality driven. Like we're both driven to be high performing people. Right. And so when you look at work, you want to be a high performer. Like you don't want to take that year where you know it's going to suck. Like you got to keep pushing it to be, you know, a hundred, even if you get to 101% of target, it's 101%. Whereas it's okay. Sometimes if you finish it 70%, it's a reset. Like it happens. Same thing with like fitness. It's like, well, if I'm not busting my ass five days a week, right? for an hour a day minimum, well, then I'm not accomplishing what goal. I don't know what the goal is, you know, be, and you and I have talked about this all the time. Like you get to the end of the night, you put the kids down and you're like, was I my best dad self that night? Like, was I all there? Did I give it everything that I could? Was I distracted? Let giving yourself the room to be like, yeah, I sucked at that. Or I have this time frame where I'm going to focus more on this and therefore that might suffer a little bit as long as it's not probably, I would say probably not your kids and your wife. Like that's pretty foundational <laughs> to, to like your life. Um, like they're going to love you if you have a six pack or if you know, you know, you, you're around the Santa Claus, but yeah, I think giving yourself that room to suck at something um, is where growth will happen. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I'd say I, I couldn't, you, I like how you said it and you're absolutely right. 
You're absolutely right. Well, one of the things that got me thinking about this is like right now, I think the thing, the thing that, to your point about like not comparing it to the, the kids or the wife, like I, I would almost say like the kids are like ownership. Like if you're using the, the sports team yeah, analogy yeah. here, yeah, it's like they have to be pleased by what you're doing here for it to make sense for it to be worth it. And yeah. like my, the mind of me that's planning, this is like a general manager type. It's like, mm -hmm. what am I putting together? The, uh, the running, which obviously compared to anybody who's actually good at running, I'm terrible. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, you want me to teach you how to lose a marathon? <laughs> Sign. Yeah. <laughs> coach you, coach you all the way to failure. Like, it's just, but it doesn't really matter. Like, the the plan is arbitrary, but the plan is solid. I have thought it all the way through, and I am pursuing it as completely as I can, given the constraints of my life. And I feel really great about it. Yeah. Even when it goes badly. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just, I have a confidence about what I've left out there and in a way I don't have about the things that you know bring me a little bit more status and substantiation in the world yeah so you know there's there's something there that could be applied to my broader life and you know we'll we'll figure it out we'll hash it out yeah well I'm coming up on normally I take Take a couple of days in November, December, and like replan. Mm -hmm. I take a, I might take more days than usual this round. It's been a lot You've of changes. It. You've earned it. Got any recommendations? You know I do, and it's not going to make sense to anybody who listens to this podcast outside of the Triangle area, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Maybe you guys have had it. You could probably walk to it. Hayes Barton Cafe. Oh yeah, come on. A I don't, staple. Absolute staple of the Raleigh area. We go there every year for my birthday. And we've gone, I would say, probably every year except for one that me and Annie have been together. So you know, a minimum of seven visits, probably more like 15 visits because we go sometimes in the summer. This time of year, like they, it's so it's right there for anybody who's listening to this that lives in the Raleigh area and has never been. Uh, it's right there at the five points area, literally at the five points area. You make a really sharp turn off of Glenwood heading east, right? Uh, and it's just a place that has not had a facelift in probably 40 or 50 years. And it's charming because of it. The pictures have probably never been taken off the wall. Uh, there's old, like, World War, World War II replica planes hanging from the ceiling. The food is not intended to be healthy at all. Like the chicken pot pie, two chickens, bunch of mashed potatoes, bunch of crust. Um, I have never had a bad thing there. And then when you finish it up, you get like a 12-layer cake. And all the cakes are phenomenal. So I couldn't recommend it enough. If you're looking for a date night place, perfect for a date night, kid-friendly. And, uh, yeah, I love it. He's Barton cafe. 
Did you go with the chicken pot pie again on the birthday? You know, I didn't. I went, I, I took, so my mother-in-law came with us and her and Annie decided to split the chicken pot pie, which threw me for a loop. Mm. So I went to go with the filet and mac and cheese. They were out of mac and cheese. I was a little bummed. So I went with the filet and the, uh, the mashed potatoes with a mushroom gravy. And I'm a, I'm a ribeye man. Sure. Give me, give me the fat. I forgot how good a uh, filet can be. Ooh. I forgot how good it could you be. Wouldn't, you wouldn't call it the superior cut of meat, would you? No, I absolutely would not do that. <laughs> but I'd call it a, hey, look, man, it was the it was the gimmicky pitcher. It's the knuckleballer. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was good. Oh, and by the yeah, way, the, the boys had chicken nuggets and french fries. And they, yeah, some of it, you know, as kids are, are to do. And we brought it home. In the refrigerator all night. We brought home the chicken nuggets and the French fries. Cut up the chicken nuggets, put the French fries and chicken nuggets in the air fryer for about eight minutes. Reheated cold French fries, phenomenal. The air fryer. I gotta get it in the air fryer, dude. Let me just give you one more. Let me sell it one more time. <laughs> if we ever get like Chick Fil A. And there's, you know, the traffic getting back to the house is too long or something like that. And the fries are a little bit cold. If you could hold off from eating them in the car, toss them in the air fryer for three minutes. Good as new. Wow. Crisp them right back up. Anyway. Not a, not a real concern for us since I'm less than a quarter mile mile from Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah, you are. Oh, yeah, we are too. Uh, na- name your place. That is uh, that is awesome to know because there's something about like a soggy, you know, there's there's like a whole food group that is like bread adjacent, mm-hmm. probably anything starchy. Yeah, that that gets you, that loses that crispness, and it's just I, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it it I, it was a it was an experiment for me, and um, okay. let's just say it it ended well. It ended in me eating a lot of more French fries than I planned on. The uh, Hayes Barton also did one of uh, probably the best chocolate ganache cake I've ever had mm. in my life. They did not have that one it, this time. It set off about a year's worth. Maybe it might even still be ongoing of when I see a flourless chocolate cake on the dessert menu. Yeah. I almost always get it and it always disappoints yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Once you've had, once you've been to the mountaintop. It's ruined me for other desserts. Yeah. Uh, my recommendation is pretty simple if you're a man. Fairly daunting if you're a woman. Grow a beard. Oh, yeah. The winter months are here. It's time. I, uh, As you can see, I'm not as deep as you are, but I'm in the, the beginnings. Yeah, you are. You know, oh, yeah. Some young saplings upon the cheeks. Huh? And I can't wait. I appreciate that. And I, and I, to me, the beard is the runner up to athleisure uh, from, from the pandemic. You know, clearly we all, you know, no one, no one wears jeans to work right now, unless you're a serial killer, if you work from home. And if you do, I'm sorry, you should wear some, some nice cushy pants. As long as you look good from the waist up, no one else knows, but you, you saw, you started to see a lot of, a lot of guys in prominent positions. I mean, Chuck Robbins got on our check-in the other day with a full beard. Yeah. Shocking. Um, 
and it didn't look bad. I was just say, what did you think of his beard? It was, it was, I mean, it had some, it's got some good structure to it. Like it wasn't fully grown out, but it's got some good structure to it. Yeah. CEO uh, beard is a different thing. It's yes. There's, well, there's this old like saying that I don't know where it came from, but it's like, I heard some older guy say, this is like, never trust a man with a beard. You never it's trust like a man with a beard. My dad would, my dad had a mustache his entire life. And when, Whenever would be on vacations, the beard would start to grow out, and you could tell it looked good. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I could. And yeah, people would ask like, "Like, why don't you grow the beard?" He's like, "I'm in sales." <laughs> as if, as if that was enough of an explanation. It was the whole thing because, like, yeah, a beard was kind of it's a little shady, you know. Yeah, it doesn't like make. Yeah, it's like the idea of like having like a an arm sleeve or something. Yeah, tattoos. And now that's just like, hey, whatever, man. I'll need to. Uh, I, I need to, as a follow up to this, I'll need to uh, really do some research as to why or where that originated. I would like to know. Yeah, it's it, you know it has to have its roots in something that like shames humanity. Right. It's like I mean, it, and and maybe I'm making this up, but don't we shake hands because? You're showing that you don't have like a weapon, like you're shaking hands. Yeah, get your get your hand off your weapon is the the concept. Because I'm although recently listened to Huberman Lab and they talk a little bit about temperature and okay. how like your hands are one of the few places that really belie like what your like the temperature of your hands most accurately reflects like your the state of your internals. Interesting. So, I could see that. And so he's saying there might be something biological there, but you know, it's a reach. The I, the weapon thing makes a lot more sense. I'd be uh, I'd be okay if we just moved to like the fist bump, especially for business purposes. I don't <sighs> not me. No. Not me. He's a handshake no. guy. Hard. Just I would you know, I just don't want anybody on this podcast to think that this podcast is anti-handshake. 50-50. You know? I'm not anti-handshake, but I'm more pro fist bump. Yeah, I just, I can't, I can't triple stamp I this ask. approval. I won't ask you to. I'll work on you. I'll work on you. You know what gets me? Is I've been thinking about this because in my rec league, there's two guys who are fist bump guys. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the team is hand slap, yeah, high five guys. Yeah. And so, like, I come out there with the fives, and then these guys, unyielding, they fist bump my open five hand. Yeah. And it always makes me feel foolish. And so, I think I've got a little bit of, I don't know, a little bit of animosity to the fist bump right now. Like, let me, let me cool down and, Oh, I'll come is back. Pittman, is Pittman a fist? Pittman, Pittman seems like a fist bump guy. Is he a fist bump guy? Oh yeah, he's a fist bump guy. Yeah, yeah, for just sure. Toss, just toss it up there. Yeah, he he always had a weird fist. Bump. He's come back around to where at least now straight it's on. Like, yeah, straight. but it used to be he was a high fist bump. He's a high guy. fist bump or bottom of the hand, bottom of the hand fist bump. Yeah, yeah. Well. Which is weird because now I kind of like that more. At the time, it seemed a little weird. <laughs> Maybe this, this conversation has devolved quickly. Well, yeah, it's just me listing a bunch of preferences that have no foundation <laughs> in anything.
we'll come back i've got nothing else to talk about well dude i enjoyed catching up man yeah we just need to just need to get loose a little bit shake the cobwebs a little bit yeah it did uh it is just good to talk to you i'll say that always the pleasure is all on this side of the blue microphone well ridiculous i'll (laughs) let you have it i'm feeling so gracious tonight i'll let you have it there you go, and, man. Uh, see you at Bible study, right? It's, I'll it's be like there. The, I'll see you in church. I got to. Uh, I really got to get uh, get to uh, to town on some Leviticus right now. I'm gonna just plug Dude, into. The we end. are about to. Yeah, we're about to get into the tough sledding. These um, next three books are brutal. Are they? Just so boring. I'm a little bit terrified of uh, bread with yeast at this point. After. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. There's a lot of talk about bread with yeast with Moses. A lot of talk about bread with yeast. <laughs> I actually want to talk about that more down the road. Like, Sounds good. Just, <laughs> just, what was the big fear about yeast? I, I don't know, man. Gluten allergies, maybe. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I honestly, I'd love to know the theological reasoning behind it because I really have no idea. You know where this is all just going to lead us to is we're, we're just going to be like DMing theologians to come onto the podcast. Like we need like, to understand you gotta, this. You gotta yeah, you got to. Like they think they're going to actually have a spiritual conversation and we're just going to knick-knack. Sup with the, sup with the frogs. religious principles. Sup yeah. with the frogs in the yeast. It's going to be great. All right, man. Hey, dude. I'll see you tomorrow morning. First thing, bright and early can't wait i'm gonna eat so much food i'm gonna eat nothing the willpower of a wildebeest all right man i'll see you tomorrow morning see ya